you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 76. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hi, guys. How are you today? I wanted to make you guys an episode about something I heard recently. Things just, you know, I have these conversations with people, and all of a sudden, something comes in my mind, and I'm like, ooh. That's a good that's a good topic to talk about. So somebody told me that they read something in a book and it was just one little thing that stuck with them and it said when it comes to raising my kids, I really just don't want to raise a jerk. <laughs> and she goes, that one thing, it just stuck with me. Like I just don't want to raise a jerk. And so she said, you know, every time my child acts defiant and I've done all this learning and I've learned all this that I know that a lot of times he's in this he's in this state of defensiveness because his nervous system is taxed and he's had a long day and of course there's more to there's more to the equation when he's acting on the outside it's really how he feels on the inside like I get all this but I can't help it that when he acts in these ways my brain goes to this place of oh no what if he turns out to be that person that goes out into the world and treats other people like this. Like, I don't like when he treats me like this. And what if he is that person? So she's just like, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, I really can't kind of come to terms with that because no matter what, I just get so triggered. And this is what I want to tell you guys. When you learn mastermind parenting, and truly learn it, embody it, practice it, take action, and retrain your brain where these tools start coming naturally, especially the empathetic communication piece, which I find does not come naturally for most of us because most of us were raised with authoritarian parenting where it's like, you know, shove all of the values down the kid's throat lecture style and hope that it sticks. And so, um, and really it's like, you know, scaring the living daylights out of them so that they are forced to comply and behave. And in theory, it, you know, people, people, a lot of people stand behind that, but in reality, what most people are finding is that, well, I think all people is that that style of parenting works with 80% of the kids, it does. It works for about 80% of the kids who um, are don't have a sensitive nervous system. It works 
until they get to the teenage years, thus teenage rebellion. Because that style of parenting involves a lot of fear and control and no human wants to be controlled. So something happens in the brain when we get to adolescence where we start to realize there's science behind all of this. We start to realize that we get to have more of a say in the matter. So those 80% of the, the population who don't have a sensitive nervous system and are just more typical temperamented people are like, when they're in little kid mode from birth to 12, they're like, oh, comply. And somebody comes and overpowers you and you just comply. But when you get to adolescence, your brain goes through a pruning process where it starts to realize that it can, it can get rid of certain information and it doesn't have to take everything in. And so that's when the brain starts to challenge and figure out what can it prune away and get rid of and what does it need to keep? And in doing that, that's where the teenage rebellion happens because the child starts to learn, oh, this person has been overpowering and controlling me and I was doing what I thought I had to do, but now I realize that I, I actually don't have to do exactly what they want to do. And I can lie and be sneaky or talk back or resist and teenage rebellion happens. So the other 20% of the population are, for most of us who are here, who understand that we've got kids that are the other 20% that are the strong-willed variety and have a sensitive nervous system. Those kids, I actually feel like are a little bit, it's like, it's like more of an authenticity from the get-go because they've been resisting and rebelling from as young as you can, you know, as, as young as you can remember they were. Like maybe they've been resisting since they were um, six or nine months old or even newborns by, you know, crying a whole lot until they, until you figured out what need they needed to have met. So, so the strong-willed ones have dug their heels in early. And, um, and so when we learn this mastermind parenting way of communicating it not only is beneficial and and works great with the strong-willed ones it also is amazing with the other 80 percent because the other 80 percent fine when they get to a teenagehood they don't have to go through the rebellion and because we've been you know having so many productive conversations showing up in pack leadership helping them to feel safe in the world by establishing the rules ahead of time repeating them often and following through consistently by letting them know what's coming and what's happening and doing it in a collaborative way where they don't feel like we're trying to overpower and control them. Well, guess what? These kids grow up and they know right from wrong and they don't feel the need to go out into the world and act like jerks and overpower and control other people the way they have always felt overpowered and controlled. Because I really think that's where jerky behavior comes from. People act on the outside the way they feel on the inside. Like I've always said to my kids, happy people don't go around spreading misery. You know, so when they've had a situation where a friend hurt their feelings or a teacher or anyone hurt their feelings, I'm like, what we know is, I mean, first of all, it sucks to have your feelings hurt and it sucks to be on the receiving end of that kind of behavior. And what we know is hurt people hurt other people, right? Happy people don't go around spreading misery. So people that are acting jerky feel terrible on the inside.
And, and, you know, I always think about this one story of a family, a mom told me who I had worked with years and years and years ago. And I worked with her and her husband privately and her daughter was in kindergarten and all year long in kindergarten, her daughter um, was in a class and the teacher was a teacher who played favorites and her daughter happened to be one of the teacher's favorites. And all year long, her daughter came home and was just distraught because of the treatment that the, she felt the teacher was giving to another student who was a very disruptive student in the classroom. And the teacher just didn't have the skills to know how to help that disruptive, probably strong-willed student um, be more successful. That teacher didn't know how to um, communicate with her in a way that was going to support her in feeling understood and be more successful. So the teacher just instead was constantly frustrated and annoyed and it was very with this other student and it was very obvious to this little girl. So this little girl, even though kids are naturally egocentric, because she was a mastermind mascot kid, she was so distraught by the treatment of this other child. And that's what I'm saying. Like there was, there was such a sense of moral justice and kindness. And it was like, just because the teacher's nice to me, when I sit by and watch her not be so nice to this other student, I can't rest. Like, this is not right. And so she was telling her mom and telling her mom and telling her mom all year. And I remember when the mom told me this, because um, it was after I had worked with them. Um, she just kind of gave me an update. I would check in with her and ask her for an update or two. And she told me this. And I just said, wow. I said, you know what? At, at the age of, what is that, five, she already has such a sense of decency, such a sense of right and wrong. Right. And so that's what I'm saying is when we raise kids and they feel understood and they feel like we're not just trying to overpower and control them, I promise you they don't turn out to be jerks. Okay. That's what I got for you is if you really, really want to sleep peacefully and know that you're not raising a jerk and you're listening to the podcast and you don't find that you're taking as much action as you would like, I have a membership community. We're opening, opening up enrollment for the fall. I want you to email lindsay at randyrubenstein.com, lindsay with an E-Y at randyrubenstein.com and let her know I'm ready. I want to join the fall enrollment. I'm ready to take action. And Lindsay will get you all the details so you can sign up. I would love to have you in the membership if you're ready. Okay, guys, have a great week. Bye-bye. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.